Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're tuned into the Believe in Bengals show with Solomon Wilcox and Adam Pacman Jones. Welcome, everyone, to the Believe in Bengal podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. That's right. He's Adam Pacman Jones. I'm Solomon Wilcox and Adam. How about the Cincinnati Bengals? They bounced back. They were able to remove the hex that was cast upon us on Halloween. And boy, do we come out. And remember what I said about this game against the Carolina Panthers. You you got to throw to score, but you run to win. And that's exactly what the Bengals did. Oh, my God, what a week. What a week. What a week. You know, going into the bye, coming in five and four. You're not four, 500 no more. Um, it was a hell of a day on, on Sunday, and I had a chance to be the ruler down at the stadium. Uh, <laughs> uh, the crowd was uh, electric. Uh, it was a good atmosphere, and, and they started off fast. And uh, we've said it here before. We need to run the ball. To be uh, yep. uh, where we was last year, we have to use Joe more. Um, he only got 15 carries. I thought he, he should have still got a little bit more, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beg and everything because the turnout was crazy. It was. Look, first of all, uh, there are a number of things. Remember, just it was just a few days ago, last week against the Cleveland Browns, a franchise low 10 rushing attempts. Yes. You and you and I uh, came away from that game. We were furious because I'm like. Man, you can't beat a little league team only running the ball ten times. And I, I would, I don't want Cincinnati Bengals fans to think that we don't love Joe Burrow. Nobody loves Joe Burrow more than you and I. Nobody. But when we ask for more run plays, we know that that's going to make the offense better. It makes our offensive line better. And it, and I think not running it wastes the talents of Joe Mixon, which you have been claiming that this is the guy that needs to have a banner year. If this offensive line really is going to work for us, it makes Joe Mixon better and Joe Burrow better. Not just one of them. It makes both of them better. And how about Joe Mixon, man? A hundred, you know, uh, five touchdowns in the game. But the Bengals end up with 241 yards. That's the key. The Bengals had 241 yards rushing. It made Mixon better. It made Burrow better. It made all of the players around the quarterback better. This was a Joe Mixon day um, from, from the beginning of the game. The first half, um, he had 100 yards. You know, he haven't done that since last year. This is the first game he had 100 yards. He had 15 carries for a buck, 13, three touchdown rushing. Um, he also had four catches for 58 yards um, and another two touchdowns. Um, this was this was the breakout game, I think, for the Bengals and Joe. Um, going into the bye, we're gonna get a lot of guys back healthy. Uh, we get to go back in and, and and debrief all of the situations that we've been in. Um, I think this is a a, a great time 
to get him back going because it's finna get going. It's finna get cold. And like we said, Salah, we can't throw the ball 75 t times when it get cold. You're going to have to run the ball. So kudos to the guys up front too, man. You know, all, all, all yeah. the new guys, this is your first game, having the back rush over 100 yards, um, only on 15 carries. So that says a lot about the guys up front that they are gelling together. And uh, if they can do this a little bit more often, I think we're going to be in a good spot, Sally. So think about this. 241 yards rushing, five rushing touchdowns. Joe Mixon had four rushing touchdowns. Do you know who had the fifth rushing touchdown? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. So now listen to this. How did he get the rushing touchdown? Was he in shotgun? No. No, he wasn't in shotgun. In fact, on most of these run plays, was he in shotgun, Adam Jones? No, he was not. No, he wasn't in shotgun. Hey, you Sally, and I. Yes, I was just going to say, who? They got to be listening to something that we we're saying. I, I don't think that we we're making this up and people are not just taking a peek and, and, and what we we're saying because our viewers said that we we're doing pretty good. Like, we are, we got good ratings. So, obviously, someone over there is, is like, all right, now we need to get back up on the sun just a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> The good thing is, you know, you get in there, you get the play action, you get Joe going, and then you can just walk in the end zone because it, it, it's it's so so hard to keep up what we're doing when we're not a hundred percent telling everybody what we're doing. You get That's what right. I'm saying? So I, I think right. that was a a good change up, um, something that we need to do on the regular. Um, Joe looked really healthy uh, Sunday. Yeah, what, when he put that foot down in the crowd, we heard that corner. I said, "Oh my god!" Joe oh my Joe god. Mixon is the perfect running back in our league today. He's really what Leonard Fournette was in college. We got that version of a pro player in Joe. He's a great combination of power, speed, quickness. When he turned that corner, man, ain't ain't no stopping him. I mean, that's kind of like what Derrick Henry's got, but also Joe can catch it. Like Derrick Henry can't catch the ball the way Joe Mixon can catch the ball. He can't, oh, he can't become that receiver in space that Joe Mixon is. Joe Mixon, every you go around this league, everyone will tell you, ooh, that big guy who can move like that, who can run and catch it like that, uh, it's hard to duplicate. He is the matchup advantage, and I felt – we said this last week, with Jamar Chase out, the Bengals have got to get the ball into Joe Mixon's hand in a variety of ways, and he's going to score. But he 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 deserved this game. The team deserved it. The offensive line deserved it. It belonged to everyone. His five yes. touchdowns that he scored belongs to this offensive line as well because by being under center, we were able to have some power rows. We were able to pull the guards and get up in there, man. We were coming off the ball, and we were physical. That's why I said, throw the score, but you run to win, and that's why we won this game in fine fashion. And I want to give Zach his credit, too. Zach, yes. uh, hell of a play, hell of a game call. Yeah. Um, Lou, Lou, you you are going to be one of the best to ever call this game, man. Um, with all the energies that you had and you – Make the game plan so guys don't get exploited um, or exposed is the word I'm trying to use. Man, kudos to you. You're, you're, you're doing a hell of a job over there with the defensive coordinator too. It's now time 
to talk about our performer of the week brought to you by the wonderful people at Eli's Sports Bar and Grill. And it's no surprise, right? Our no performer surprise. of the week has to be none other than Joe Mixon. Think about this, 211 yards from scrimmage, five total touchdowns. He's the third player in the Super Bowl era to have four rushing touchdowns and one receiving touchdown in the same game. The sixth player in NFL history with 200-plus yards from scrimmage combined with five touchdowns in the game. Rarified air, record-setting day for Joe Mixon and the Cincinnati Bengals offense. Oh, yeah. Electrifying day for Joe Mixon. You know, um, what he did Sunday is only four players that's done. It's only one player that's done did what he did in the first half, which is uh, uh, Sean, Sean Alexander. Um, the other three players is Jim Brown. He did it November 28th, wow. 1965. You know how long ago that was? It's Jim Brown. It's just that Jim, if you, you're on the same list with Jim Brown, man. That's, uh, Doug Ooh. Jones, he on there with Doug Jones, uh, November 25th, 1951. Now, these are days that you put in the books, Joe. Congratulations, right. man. It's not too many. It's, it's only four of y'all on the list that's undone what you did the other night, um, which is very impressive. Um, keep up the good work, man. I know this got to be um, um, electrifying for yourself. I know how the season started, but, hey, baby, it's still go time. It's a perfect time to start going. Pat them boys on the back up front. Tell them thank you, man, because, whoo, boy, we can do this week in and week out. I love it. So here's the deal. I'll, I'll say this to all Cincinnati Bengals fans. Adam and I have been saying for weeks, the struggling Bengals running game was not about Joe Mixon. Right. I said, Joe Mixon, he's – because you've got to be able to have some nuance to understand why a run game is successful, why it's struggling. I thought it was – a combo of a not of a lot of things but it had nothing to do with the talents and skill of joe mixon right. if you're a runner and you're getting the ball in the backfield particularly out of a shotgun offense the defense has an opportunity to get penetration right now because they know you ain't throwing it i mean they you know they know if you do run it the offensive line is soft everybody's soft offensive linemen not firing off and so joe mixon was getting a lot of penetration in the early part of the season Defenders were getting into our backfield. When he got the ball, it was a lot of trash at his feet, having to avoid and make people miss in the backfield. He had to fight just to get back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Um, I do I do think in the Monday night game, in the passing game, they were trying to get him the ball in space. But, look, if I'm trying to chop down a tree in my yard, I'm not going to take three swings with the axe and expect the tree to come down. That's how the run, that's how the run game works. Yeah. You can't just give 10 run plays and say, I ain't working. <laughs> let me let me go in and give up. We ain't getting nothing out of that. The run game is about patience. It's about methodically punishing your opponent. And that's what a player like with Joe Mixon's physicality, you want to punish the defense throughout the course of the game. It's like swinging the axe, chopping that wood. Right. And then after about 20 to 25 blows, now that trees start to weaken and come down. It didn't come down on the final strike. It took all 25 blows to get that tree to come down. And, and that's I, how NFL defenses are. That's what Joe Mixon means to the Bengals offense. Look, when the offense gets the hot hand like what they did on Sunday against the Carolina Panthers, 
and we know our defense has been balling. Um, who are maybe some of the guys that stood out to you? No Jamar Chase. Um, somebody needed to step up on offense. Who were some of those guys? Um, if I had to go offense first, um, I'm going to go with Jay Williams, I'm the left tackle. I'm going to go with Cody. I'm going to go with Ted. Uh, I'm going with the whole offensive line. And the reason why I'm saying that, because it's our first game getting 100 yards rushing. So That's right. this, That's right. this is going to build a lot of confidence for those guys up front and for Joe uh, Burrow and Joe Mixon. So on the offensive side, I'm going with the whole offensive line. You know, I like this, that. This yeah. was a big day for the offensive line. Um, Defensive-wise, um, I'm going to say a couple names. I'm going to say Eli Apple first because he wasn't healthy and he still came and played pretty good. Um, he made a couple of plays there now that yeah, saved our did. bacon, man. Yeah, he did. Uh, Jermaine Bright, hello. Boy, keep finding that ball, boy. You know what I'm saying? Keep finding that ball. Uh, Jesse Bates, you're back in rhythm. You look like yourself. You look like you 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 back like you was last year. Um, I can tell that you, you ready to go. I like what you just said. Um, look, we're five and four after nine games. Yeah. You know what our record was last year when we made a run for the Super Bowl? You know what our record was after nine games last year? Five and four. Five and four. Yeah. Five, we right so, back at it. <laughs> so uh, everybody can breathe. We got a bye week coming up. Boy's going to get healthy. And uh, we're going to get ready to make this nice little run. But we right where we want to be. From right here, we can get everything done that we wanted to get done. We can accomplish all the goals uh, that we had in, out in front of us when the season began. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. So here's when I think about some of the other performance week nine against the Carolina Panthers. Two guys for me that stood out because I said coming in without Jamar Chase, somebody's got to be that dude. Somebody's got to do the heavy lifting so we can run the ball. I'm going to tell you about T. Higgins. Seven catches, 60 yards. You may not think those numbers are big. I'm going to tell you why. It's it's huge. T. Higgins is huge. But one, they can't cover him one-on-one. See, you if you can if you can beat man-to-man one single one-on-one coverage, now they got to bring two guys to cover because you're wearing the one guy out. And he's done it every single week. Even without Jamar, he's beating his guy over the top. Even without – he's doing it on third down, and this dude's money. Yes. And then what it does when you've got to now – because Jamar – normally Jamar gets the double coverage. Teams are saying, without Jamar, we don't have to double anybody, so we can put an extra defender in the box so they can't run on us. But you know what T. Higgins did? He started beating the one-on-one coverage. They had to double him – and we still were operating with a light box all day. It it helped us to continue to be able to run the game, uh, run the ball with efficiency like what you saw. The other guy was Trent Taylor, Ooh. unknown factor. Yes. Three runs on the jet sweep. And, man, he was booking coming around Pew, that pew. This yeah. dude can run. He can go. I didn't know he was that fast. Oh, he can go. So he Trent Taylor is my other guy that helped the run game go. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. 
Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Because here's what happened. He's part of that 241 yards rushing. Every time he got it, it was nine yards around the corner. Another nine yards around the corner. Finished with 31 uh, yards rushing on the day. 32 total yards between rushing and receiving. This guy's got the speed. He got the quickness. He gives us another a player that we can use in our Rolodex, right, with a Jamar Chase out of the game. So it helps to have extra guys step up. I thought T. Higgins was huge because he proved he can win consistently against one-on-one coverage. That forces them to have to use double coverage on him, which means you can't load up in the box against our run game. And if you think that uh, you can't just go outside zone, outside zone to Joe Mixon, got to have something to run off of that. They act like they're going outside zone. Boom, here comes Trent Taylor around the corner on the jet sweep. So it really allowed the offense to elevate to where you saw it yesterday because these guys did their small part in helping our offensive line and Joe Mixon look good. And Joe was great after the game. Joe Mixon said, look, this was more than about me. It's about everybody in that in that locker room. I thought the coaches had a great game plan. They knew that Higgins would have to be big, that Trent Taylor, they needed another guy to work within this offense, and they found it in Trent Taylor. I want to help our listeners to understand why the Cincinnati Bengals, I think the second half of the season, I think we're going to be ready for anything that comes. I, I think the kind of roster that Duke Tobin and the Bengals have built, it provides us what we call flexibility uh, when you have a guy go down, man, you get tested in so many other ways. For instance, um, I believe that the key situations in games are these. This is where games are won and lost every single week. And you can write it down and count it. Money down in our league is third down. Yes. Offense and defense, you better, you better bring it on third down. If you're not good on third down, you can't win. Uh, you also have to be good inside the red zone. This is what we call situational football. You got to convert those red zone possessions into touchdowns. You got to be good in short yardage and goal line, right? Because that's where you convert third down into fourth down, stay on the field. If you're on the goal line, you got to be able to punch it in for a touchdown instead of settling for a field goal. And then finally, you better be good on offense and defense in the final two minutes of each half. So what happens when you lose a player like a DJ reader, it impacts your run defense. And you can see our run defense has been challenged. That's what happened with Nick yeah. Chubb. If you give me DJ Reader in that game, it ain't happening, bro. That's, but see, you don't have enough players to really back up every single guy in those situations. That's how rosters are built. For instance, without a Mike Hilton, dude, you're going to struggle in your third down pass defense. Yeah. Because they don't make a lot of Mike Hiltons. You don't have a lot of those guys on your roster. You know what? You got one. You got one DJ Reader. And so when you lose those guys, that's where the concern for me, and this is across the board, when you lose a a Jamar Chase, you know what that impacts? Your deep passing game. But we got T. Higgins, and he can give you, is he going to give you as many as Jamar Chase on the catch and run? Probably not. But he can lift the top off coverage. And this is why we have to stay healthy, because if you take a Trey Hendrickson off the defense, man, now we – Instead of getting pressure with four guys, we got a blitz in order to get pressure. You got a blitz to get pressure. 
Now your secondary is more vulnerable. So there are some few key guys for me on this team. Joe Mixon's another one. Who, If you, we lose Joe Mixon, who's going to be our bat around? That's a good question. See, you, there's a few players. There's about six players on this team now. I'm telling you. <laughs> we got to say prayers every night. <laughs> because there, you and that's across this league. There are certain players on teams, and I gave you the ones, and of course, number one is Joe Burrow on ours, but I gave you the other guys. When you lose them, you can't replace them because what they do situationally in those key areas for us, Adam, you cannot replace them. You can put another defensive tackle in for DJ Reader. But he ain't the run stopper that DJ Reed. You can put another wide receiver in for Jamar Chase, but he ain't Jamar Chase. You see what I'm saying? So that's where I'm going with that. I totally agree with you. And that's why I kind of give Eli, you know what I mean? Because when Eli played good, he played played really good. Now, when we don't have um, all the corners, like Eli is our starter. If we missing Eli – Mike Hilton. Oh, man. I don't. Even, I don't even want to think about. It. We're sitting over here scratching our head, saying, "Who can we bring in?" And I oh, told man. told y'all last week, bring in Denard uh, Denard Dequez, because I was nervous because we don't have that much depth. Um, yeah. Thank God that we have the bye at week nine. You know, yeah. we have way we have way through this thing, yeah. so uh, that's a good thing. But uh, yeah, man, that depth chart. It, let's go back to it. When Clark Harris got hurt. The long snapper. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, see? That, that costs Situ- us the whole so, game. That's a situational moment, right? Yeah. You only have one of those guys on the roster. Yeah. Great point, Adam. Great point. It yeah. brings it home. You you cannot have multiple guys that do some of what these guys do. They're highly specialized in what they do. Yes. And a Clark Harris go down. You only got one of those on the roster. I'm sorry. He's been for 20 years. Hey, you only won. You only got one. Come on. You only got one. So got to understand who those guys are on this roster. Because if we lose those guys, they're the keys. This is a team. It's what I love about the Cincinnati Bengals. Their quarterback gets it. He literally understood that what was required to win this past Sunday against the Panthers was different than what was required to beat the Falcons. Yeah. It's different for what it's going to change each and every week, but we have, we cannot be so quarterback centric that we forget about yeah. the operations of the run game and how it helps the quarterback. We don't want to be so run back centric that it forgets about our re- wide receivers and tight ends because they out there doing a lot of work and need to get the ball too. But we need to be more diversified in what we do. Cause this is an offense where everybody gets to be the star. We ought to have a dip. We ought to have a different guy setting records like what Joe Mixon did every single week, because we got that many guys who can do it. I, I totally agree. And let's let's, let's think about it like this, Sally. It's enough balls for everybody. Yes, there is. Yep. It's enough yep. balls for everybody. We don't need to do no damn trick plays. Let's stick to what we do. We don't need to do double reverses. We said that. <laughs> Run the ball downhill. Let uh-huh. Joe let Joe Burrow be Joe Burrow. Yeah, and we'll be okay. All the trickery, we're we too good yeah. to have trickery. Hey, man, look. Zach Taylor, give you a lot of credit. After 10 runs in the Monday night game, I think he must even got a call from his father-in-law. Coach Mike Sherman used to coach the Green Bay Packers, in case you didn't know. 
what are you doing? You can't run, be in an NFL game and run the ball 10 times. Uh, I, Zach, Zach heard that from a lot of people now. He's, yeah. So all he did is came out said he doubled down on the run game. Came out and ran it 39 times. Joe Burr only attempted 32 passes. I think this is maybe the first game that we've had with Joe Burrow as a Bengals. I got to go back and check it. Where we ran the ball more than we threw it since Joe Burrow has been our quarterback. We ran it more than he threw it. That's a, that tells you that Zach got the got the got the lesson. Somebody got the message. Uh, That's right. <laughs> probably Mr. Brown. Like, all right, Zach. You know, Mr. Brown. Like, now yeah, we really don't think we need to run the ball. <laughs> That's right. Listen, we're not two uh, dinosaurs um, playing back in the Stone Age when we talk about the run game being important. Uh, both are very important, and it depends on who your opponent is that day that you've got to be able to do one maybe more than the other. But the two are complementary pieces, right? It's like two halves of a puzzle. One half just isn't good enough. You need both halves so they can lock and click in together. That makes the offense stronger. We're not saying that we don't want Joe Burrow throwing the ball. He's one of the great quarterbacks in our league right now. He set records. But we also said that Mixon was one of the great players too, and he just set records. So we were right. And I do think both things can be true at the same time. Adam, hey, it's been a great show. Uh, we want to thank everyone for joining us. Continue to join us each and every week right here on Bally Sports Ohio. And you can catch the podcast by going to the Believe Podcast Network at Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. This has been another stellar edition of the Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. We'll see you next week, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.